All right. Welcome to another edition of This Time Around. And wow, it's amazing where we go this time around. And this time around can be any moment, you know, and any moment can be different. So um, hi there. I'm Debbie Hazelton. Welcome to my podcast and welcome to my YouTube channel. And <laughs> I am honored to have, it's, it's just so funny um, how life is. I'm honored to have a friend and guest that I have known for so many years. I don't know if we should say how many. It's just so funny. <laughs> uh, let's not and say we did. Okay. <laughs> I have a friend from graduate school um, and who has continued to be a friend and someone I've consulted with and someone I have had on podcasts in the past, astrologer Catherine Silverton. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Debbie. It's so good to see you again. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, you, I was telling Catherine the other day, Catherine, you are the first one that ever read for me astrologically, whoever read my chart. You're the first one. I mean, I had, you know, I knew a little bit about astrology. I was thinking about what was my first memory of it. My first memory of it was way back when I was probably 10 and we had on, I love Lucy <laughs> and Lucy was saying, oh, I have to call, I have to call my husband before he makes a certain decision because I looked at his score, his horoscope and today is Ricky's no day. <laughs> 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 and I said, what's that? What does that mean? And she said, well, you know, there are these horoscopes, they have to do with our birthday, and they give us information about better days for certain things to happen. That was a pretty cool introduction. And then right away, I said, well, yeah, that makes sense to me. I believe that I believe I knew early, I knew that I believed in the stars influencing us and the planets influencing us. I didn't know a lot about houses and I didn't know a ton of stuff. I still don't. <laughs> but Catherine, outside of different books and things where I read sun signs and stuff, you were the first to read my chart. And I was, we were in graduate school. So now I'm curious, when did you start reading charts? And how did you get into all this? I made myself hold off on, on reading charts until I felt like I had enough knowledge. Um, so I stumbled into astrology in um, the early 70s, I want to say. It was, mm, I guess, mid to, late, mid to late 70s. So let's just say we were both three years old. <laughs> <laughs> I know I start we started graduate school really young. Yes, we did. We did. <laughs> um what what happened was I was um I was I had transferred over to um what what was at the time West Georgia College uh for both of us and now it's the University of West Georgia College right. or University of West Georgia. Mm -hmm. And um when I was at the University of Georgia, I just felt like the psychology program didn't really speak to me. And mm -hmm. I had um, met somebody who told me about the um, psychology department over at West Georgia. And it just felt 
right to me. And so mm -hmm. I uh, transferred over there and within a couple of weeks, I stumbled into um, the only person who um, was there that ha that I had known from my my only year of, of high school in Georgia. Um, so we we connected and he invited me over to dinner with his uh, roommate and some friends. And it turned out that one of the people that he invited was uh, a woman by the name of Joanne Bullington. I don't even know if she's still alive. Um, and she was a graduate student in psychology and she was an astrologer. So... Wow. Um, so they, the, the, uh, the person I met and his other housemate asked me if I was interested in taking a class in astrology because they were going to be taking this class. And I had no idea what astrology was. I never studied the sun sign columns in the newspaper. Um, I remember vividly when I was, um, in about third grade, um, <clears throat> a buddy of mine mentioned the call, you know, sun signs and one know what sign I was. And I, I had no idea. Um, so when um, we started taking this class, um, my colleagues and I, um, we started taking this class through continue education at uh, West Georgia. And it just felt so familiar to me. Um, and at the time, I didn't have any understanding of reincarnation or anything like that but I just it just felt very familiar and um we learned the math very early on and the math came very easily to me which was weird because you know most people hate math but when I was in elementary school I got bored and teachers would just give me math problems to keep me occupied fascinating so, yeah so um so I was very comfortable with the math and as I was casting charts way back then, they didn't have, you know, laptop computers. <laughs> um, yeah. And so if you wanted to chart cast by a computer, you had to know somebody in the quote unquote computer science department. And those computers were about as big as, you they know, were a gym, gymnasium. Yeah, and, they were um, the mainframes. Yeah. Yeah. The mainframes. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so anyway, I, um, so I, I learned how to cast all the charts by hand. And one of the things that you need to do when you cast a chart is you need to have the latitude and longitude of the place of birth. And so there are textbooks uh, or reference books, I should say, that have those listings. So I would be casting charts. I would open up the book and just randomly open up to a page and stick my finger somewhere like, okay, I'm, I'm looking for this particular city and state. And it happened a couple of times that my finger would just point to the exact place. And that was just really weird. Hmm. So that was kind of the universe's way of saying, okay, well, probably this is something you can do. <laughs> so, so now uh, the guy, the guy that you first went to have dinner mm -hmm. with, he yeah. was a West Georgia, was he a West Georgia student as well? Yes. You, yes. you knew him uh -huh. from high school? Just from, from my last year of high school, because That's... we moved, yeah, we moved around a lot. And so we moved between my junior and senior year of high school. So I really felt like I was a stranger in a strange land when I was in high school, because I, I knew absolutely nobody. And so we just happened to 
um, I think sat, sit next to each other in a world literature class. And then I lo and behold stumbled into him um, mm -hmm. when I transferred over to West Georgia. So that was like two and a half, three years later. That's amazing though. That yeah, is the I, coolest yeah. thing. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you just can't, you can't make this stuff up. No, <laughs> <You know? laughs> no. And then Joanne, Joanne, yeah. did she teach that class? She taught, yes, yeah, she taught the um, the astrology class. She taught the math. She taught the beginning astrology. She was a, a graduate student in psychology. Um, she did an internship with a, a psychiatrist who was practicing here in Atlanta who had a great deal of respect for astrology. So um, when I went to graduate school, we had the option of either doing an internship or a thesis. Yes. And I figured, you know, gosh, I know I, what's more interesting, <laughs> spending three months with a psychiatrist or writing a, a paper. And so I chose the internship and it was absolutely um, fascinating. So who, who was um, the psychiatrist? Uh, his name is Ed Askren. He's no longer oh. with us. Oh, I yeah. know. I remember him. He was yeah, so he was innovative. Yes, and he, he believed was. in astrology, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, West Georgia, so cool. Wow. Yeah, he did he went he came over to West Georgia and did some lectures. Yes, he did. Uh, or I remember presentations. him. Presentations, yeah, and some classes and he was a real character, but just yes, he was. just fascinating. <laughs> yeah, just so um <laughs> yeah. so I was able to cast the, the look at the charts of the uh of some of his clients <laughs> and um and he he had a cursory knowledge of astrology so he would glean some information from their natal charts as as would i so um so that's part of where i started uh with astrology and and combining it with psychology and then when i finished graduate school i just um worked part-time and started establishing my my practice as an astrologer which took a long time but um, wow. from, from there, I ended up uh, teaching and, uh, well, I had to get certified. <clears throat> um, and that's a whole nother um, task because um, at the time, it was probably just the American Federation of Astrologers um, that was um, offering certification. And those are eight hour exams that oh test your proficiency to, yeah, to test your proficiency to cast the charts mathematically and also interpret the charts. So um, I got certified, I want to say, um, well, it's it'll be 40 years this year in November of this year. So what was that, 83, I guess? Yeah, 83. So, so um, when you read yeah. for me in 78... Okay. Yeah. So I, I wasn't certified yet. No, yeah. but I think I was one of your experiments. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did. I did experiment on a lot of people. In fact, <laughs> when I was at West Georgia, there was a history professor who found out that I was studying astrology. His name is Ben Kennedy. Hmm. Um, and he, um, he cornered me in a sense and said, I want you to do my chart. And I, said to him, look, I, I don't know the first thing. I'm I'm just, I'm so new to this. I don't know enough to do a, a, a interpretation of your chart. And he just wouldn't take no for an answer. Wow. So, um, so I cast a chart and I just took copious notes. I, every inch of that paper um, that I um, 
uh, of the chart uh, was just covered with notes because I had no confidence in myself to really know enough to feel like I could just do this on my own. So I went to his office and we sat down. He sat behind his desk with his arms crossed, which is not exactly a really welcoming stance. <laughs> you know, it's kind yeah. of intimidating. Yeah. And he had a little bit of an intimidating persona to begin with. Um, I mean, nice man, <clears throat> but just, you know, a little intimidating. Plus, I mean, this is the first time I've ever read for someone and he's a college professor and good Lord. So I was just sweating bullets and I, you know, it seemed like I was in there for hours. I have no idea how long it took, but um, when it was all over. Oh, so during, during the course of doing the interpretation, every once in a while, I would just move away from my notes and just sort of say things that weren't in my notes in the back of my mind, I'm saying to myself, you know, what gives you the right and the privilege to just <laughs> you know, be spontaneous and put this stuff together. Um, but it was just my intuition talking. So at the end of the consult, or the, well, it, was, it wasn't even consultation at that point. It was just a reading. He just said, well, that was very uncanny, <laughs> you know? Wow. And, um, so that was my trial by fire. And um, did he tell you then, what he meant by that? Um, because it was very accurate. He said that in, in okay. terms of, you know, in, in terms of uh, <clears throat> understanding his, his personality. And I seriously doubt I did anything with projection, uh, projecting forward because I didn't know enough of, about transits or I didn't know about anything about <clears throat> secondary progressions. I didn't know about any of the, the tools that are common now that I use that uh, move the chart forward. So that was my trial by fire. He actually had me do his wife's chart. Um, I recall that I made a mistake with the date. And um, so I did a recording for her uh, in those <clears throat> days, that day and age, there was probably cassette tapes. Mm, and it was, the, it, was the, it was the wrong date, and which is another good lesson for astrologers, you know, double check your data. So I had to do that over again. And so it was all, you know, a, a good lesson in <laughs> what an astrologer has to go through. So, mm -hmm. um, so then I continued studying. I started studying medical astrology um, and just various, you know, various forms of astrology. And, you know, as, as time went on, I felt confident and got my certification and felt confident in practicing. So my, my background in psychology definitely helped. And it did feel that I did feel that um, astrology and psychology definitely dovetailed on a lot of levels too. So, yeah. um, so that's, that's the, that's my intro in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> intro in a nutshell. Yeah. But really cool. All the, the base that helped to line all this up and, give you that foundation and and really probably also gave you a base to have as some first clients oh absolutely <clears throat> and um yeah it, it was it was such a value it's such a valuable tool and i i do remember um as i was beginning to study i remember my brother commenting um gee, you would, you'd make a good therapist. Um, and I just said, look, I, I just feel that the information and the insight one can gain from a chart really, um, it, it just, 
at kind of trumps um, what a, what a therapist can do or, or just add so much more color. And, and I just said to him, look, I, I don't really want to be a therapist. I, I don't want to listen to people's problems all day long. Um, I, I would like to be able to offer solutions. And I felt that by understanding the chart, that this was a way of people helping people mm -hmm. understand themselves. And that to me was more of a solution than listening to somebody crying on your shoulders for an hour. So, <laughs> so. Well, you know, and there is a lot now in new thought or metaphysics, or if you know the work of Esther Hicks and some others, and it, it's really more about, um, you know, don't put a lot of energy into those problems, but put more energy into what it is you want. And, um, you know, I often talk about be slightly willing, you don't have to wait to become totally willing, but be slightly willing. And, and some have said, just lean in the direction of where it is you're wanting to go. And then, you know, maybe come to an astrologer like you <clears throat> and find out, some of the, the best times for some certain things, because I, I think many of us know there are some times that are just not the best times for things. You knew, you know, you try to do something and everything just, you know, we talk about Murphy's law. And so there are times that are just not always the best time. And then there are times that are the best, absolute greatest times. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> so, um, as, as a matter of fact, as you probably know, my, um, the quote I have on my footer is timing is everything. Well, maybe it's not everything, but it's something. And so, <laughs> and I, and I truly um, attest to that. Uh, and, and so a lot of the work that I do is um, timing. Um, and I do want to make a comment um, when you said, you know, you definitely believe in astrology and I, and I do appreciate that. Um, I, my uh, response when when people say to me, um, do you believe in this? Well, first of all, if I didn't believe there was validity, I wouldn't practice it wouldn't because it. I'd be a charlatan. Sure. But but I, I tell people, look, it's not that I believe in astrology any more than I believe in gravity. I recognize that these are laws of the universe. Mm -hmm. And it's not as if the planets um, control us. It's not like we're puppets on a string and if a planet moves, then, you know, we have to move or change or, or what have you. It's just, it's an understanding of the texture of the time. And as you were saying, in terms of when to do things, <clears throat> if you, if you live in the Northern hemisphere and you decide to um, plant something in the winter, that is a spring or, a, you know, spring, vegetable or fruit or something or or flower you're going against the grain mm -hmm. and so i think astrology helps us understand what is the grain um the momentary grain the the, the grain of time the seed of time and how can we best utilize the ebb and flow of the universe well so in a way and i love what you're saying here because believe might really be the wrong word it's it's more like trusting in mm -hmm. the gravity and yeah. Um, it's like, I differentiate a lot between inspirational and motivational. And I, I know that I say I'm an inspirational speaker, not a motivational speaker and, and mm -hmm. believe is really not so much the right word. It's more like, I know for me certain things, or I know by, and I trust, trust to me is more of a verb than a noun. 
It's, you know, it's something I do. I trust. And I think you trust what you know. You trust what you have learned and and um what you keeps what you keep getting shown over and over and over by uh what you've been studying and um you know sort of the artistry of um it's sort of an artistry of of a craft in a way yes um, yes it is and so now is it all computerized or do you do any of the math anymore still uh, no, I don't do them. I teach the math um, mm -hmm. to help uh, students pass the certification exam, but I don't um, do the math on a regular basis for clients because it's way too time consuming. Um, the uh, astrology software that is out there is highly advanced and can do so many things in such a short amount of time that it, it makes no sense to um, to cast them by hand, but it does make sense to understand the concepts of how how um, how we come to figure out where the planets are or were going to be at, at a certain point in time. So it, I do think, yeah. What kind of math is it? I've never known really. Is it is it geometry? Is it you know, lots of addition and divisions and all sorts of things like that is it yes um well you have to um the first thing you have to do is you have to account for what is called true local time um uh because well it's kind of complicated there's yeah. true local time which <clears throat> is basically understanding that any when we're in a a particular time zone um, if you think about how wide a time zone is, if you're on, let's say, the eastern end of a time zone, the sun is going to rise sooner than if you're more in the western end of the time zone. So, so you have to adjust for um, your longitude between what is called the standard meridian of that time zone and your actual place of birth. So you have to calculate that. You have to calculate the what we call the sidereal time at the moment of birth. Um, then casting the uh, the rate of motion of the planets that can be done through logarithms or it can be done through fractions. So um, and then and then to calculate the house cusps that requires what is called interpolation. Um, because the books give you the the uh, zodiacal positions for a particular degree of latitude, um, but they're not separated into minutes, so you have to narrow it down to the minute of where you were born. Um, and so that's the natal chart, and then we have to learn how to what we call progress the chart, which is moving the chart forward um, in a certain technique. So, um, a lot. so yeah, there's, so there's a lot of math and it's pretty heady and, <laughs> um, it takes, it takes a while to, con to understand the concepts of what all of these, you know, what are all these configurations and, and what do all these numbers mean? So, so you said sidereal, is that, that's the, um, the Western type of astrology is it no sidereal time is okay. is positioning <laughs> the earth or figuring out where the earth is is in or, or a point on the earth where that 
where that is related to a particular star. So it's basically giving us a sense of where we are in the in the universe as 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 you know we we as the earth moves around the sun and as all the planets move around the sun so but but yeah so it's it's just kind of anchoring uh anchoring us in a particular place so between the earth and the stars okay so i've heard of vedic or vedic okay yes Yes. So there's, yeah. <clears throat> so sidereal time <clears throat> is different from sidereal astrology. Okay. Um, sidereal astrology is um, looking at, um, looking at where the, where the planets are now in, in terms of, um, well, how do I explain this? Um, <laughs> we, we look at it in terms of, um, where the where the planets are now um the the um the vedic astrology actually uses um technically there's a different um system of the zodiac mm -hmm. because there's it gets really complicated there's I an guess. event uh, called the precession of the equinoxes which means that um, where the planets are right now, or where the zodiac is now in relationship to where where things were two thousand years ago, there is a difference. So it's kind of rectifying or, or delineating which which system you go by. Um, so Vedic astrology uses um, um, oh God, I, I'm, guess, I'm blanking it, on the term, but anyway, they they use a different zodiacal uh measurement i guess you could call it than than uh sidereal astrology but so, our sun signs are different in vedic or is it they the can be they can be yes mm -hmm. not necessarily it's okay. um i think that there's about um uh, i'm probably wrong on this but between sidereal and and the vedic um there's probably about 17 to 20 degrees of difference in in terms of where they see things in the zodiac so yeah and their systems are different in terms of um some rulerships and and just yeah hmm. it's, it's just a whole different method yeah. but you know just because you have a different method the planets are still in the same position mm -hmm. it's just that um do we call them being in aries taurus gemini what have you so if you're born um, late, if you're born late in a sign, a sun sign, and you're talking about just your sun, well, and any planet in terms of degrees, um, the sidereal <clears throat> method would place them in a in the following sign, uh, as opposed to what's activated. Fascinating. So I so I wonder, and I've heard some people say that that makes it different for the collective, you know, or they interpret the collective in what themes are going on. They interpret that a little bit different. I don't, I don't know. And I know some people mm -hmm. who use both. I don't know. I think that would be kind of tricky, but I guess possible. You can just, yeah. You know. I mean, I, I know a lot of astrologers <clears throat> who, who have converted over to Vedic because they just see it as, um, more accurate and uh, they're just different rules or concepts mm -hmm. um to some extent so mm -hmm. uh, i i definitely understand why um 
why there is validity. And I don't, I, I certainly don't discount the validity of Vedic. Um, and, and I think that the bottom line is that no matter which system you use, it's still, it's still the, the planets are still in the same place. So it's, um, it's measuring what we're measuring the planets. And so there, there are different rules in Vedic in terms of how mm. far apart we look at planets. Um, Vedic basically looks at the whole sign in a sense, whereas um, if you look at more modern um, astrology, then it, it's, um, it's, it's, it's more narrow in terms of looking at how far apart planets are. We have, we have just have different rules. <laughs> I guess it's one yeah. way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Is is spirit or spirituality or deity or religion a part of this at all? I think so because um, I think that when when one <clears throat> explores and and understands astrology, I think it helps us to understand uh where where we are uh in terms of our evolution our our soul's evolution um i think it helps us understand our our place um and what what are we here to learn what are we here to accomplish what are we here to overcome um so by uh by appreciating that i i think astrology gives us an understanding of the laws of the universe so mm-hmm. if we have an understanding of the laws of the universe, um, then we're better able to function. We're better able to understand the rhythm and the meaning behind the rhythms of a given moment in time or, or cycles in time. So, yes, I think it very much has a spiritual undertone to it. Cool. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes when people ask me about astrology, I'm kind of like, well, what happens if you go into a certain place? Like you go into a, I remember one time I went into a restaurant and it didn't feel good to me. And I walked out and I told somebody that I walked in there and it didn't feel good. And he said, it's a good thing you didn't stay because five minutes after you left, there was a shooting in there. Oh my God. And, and, you know, uh, it's like the phrase, oh, in that place, the tension was so thick, you could cut it with a knife. Or in that place, the energy was so high, everybody was just, you know, it was just such a wonderful place to be. So there's atmosphere or there's, there, like you said, rhythm in certain spaces or certain times that yes yes and you know if you put somebody sitting at a table who's real friendly across from somebody who's real stiff and serious the conversation may not go well well isn't that kind of like when planets are um uh, what is that conjunct when they're across from each other um, well, if they're across from each other, then that's considered an opposition. That's a hundred opposition. Degrees. Okay. Yes. Yes. So if, yeah. So if people are sitting like that or what, where our, um, or squared or something, but you know, we, we have times where things are happening that might make things a little more tense or, you know, you know, you go into a meeting 
and you've got this professor or this boss who is who is going to be judging and your work and they are known for being a real stickler and then you've got another time you're in a meeting where you've got this real amicable fun creative person well i think of astrology like a lot of these scenarios yeah uh, yes yeah it's um yeah I, I i maybe i come back to that concept of the the texture of the moment yeah the, te the texture of the time um which is reflected by the planetary positions mm -hmm. and um i mean i have clients who um think that or believe that the planet's in a sense, sort of control us. Um, we're we're kind of doomed, if you will. Um, you know, we're at we're at the mercy of the planetary motion. I don't look at it that way. I I look at it as the the planets giving us an understanding of the relevance and the texture of the moment, and helping us to understand what is it that we can how can we use that moment what can we gain from that moment what are the things that we need to learn to uh, understand and so it's a very different way of uh looking at at our interaction and our responsibility um, just, yeah. yeah just because a planet is doing something that is quote-unquote difficult doesn't mean it's bad or it's hot or yes it may be stressful but but you know stress is and i don't mean mega stress but if there are stressful situations they're there for a reason for us to learn how to deal with uh, and understand uh and move through um rather than trying to escape whatever those those themes are the astrologer um the leo king david palmer he's one who believes or at least in the past, I've heard him say that he believes there's no real free will and kind oh, of I like something. Yeah, huh? I, I completely disagree. With I know. And what I, I look at a lot of things as paradox. I think that we're all on the bus and the bus is going where the bus is going, maybe based on, uh, some of the transits and different things. The bus has a route. And so we have our seats on that bus and there are different drivers who are, or and other people who are maybe managing different things on the bus, like refreshments or breaks or something. And we, we get to sort of choose different things and a lot of how we behave like if we're sitting at the front of the bus and we act like an idiot well then that driver that's not so nice might say we have to go to the back of the bus and another driver might be on that bus who's real friendly and might welcome somebody who launches into song but i really think that we get more privileges or opportunities based on how we respond in various moments and our responses collectively 
might have more of an impact <clears throat> an impact on the direction of where that bus goes. But I think there are different drivers with different behaviors, just like, you know, everybody says, oh, Saturn, Saturn is so mean, or Saturn is the restrictor, and Saturn is so tough. Well, I learned a, a while back that Saturn is actually quite helpful to me. Saturn is, is one who helps me know, oh, you got to get this done. You got to, you got to get these things done. And Saturn helps me, you know, kind of get in gear. Well, how do you feel? How do some people feel about um, parents? Some who you, you might say, oh, my parent was a little tough, but boy, did I learn to respect them. And they gave me great guidance. And, you know, so it's kind of like, what do we do with those influences? That's kind of how I think about it. The bus yes. is going, <clears throat> but what yes. are we doing yes. on that bus? Right, right. <clears throat> and there, there are so many different levels to the planets. And, and Saturn is such a good example because, yes, people think of it as, well, it denies or it delays. But Saturn is also um, our bones. It's the building blocks. It's the foundation. It is the rules of the game. Saturn is... is um, Traffic lights, it gives us order. Um, it's the planet of time. So it helps us <clears throat> make the best use of time. And that can reward us. Um, Saturn is, is, is structure and discipline. I remember vividly um, <clears throat> the um, concert master at the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. His name is David Kusheron. He was, he was being interviewed, this was a couple of years ago, and his um, he he started studying the violin at a very early age, and I believe his parents were musicians. And his mother once said to him, "You know, um, if you if you're disciplined and structured early on in life, Saturn, you're going to they're just going to give you freedom down the road. And freedom is actually more Jupiter, technically. And um, <clears throat> so I, I think that that is a, a really excuse me." I think that is a really good um, uh, reflection of, of how we can look at Saturn. Yes, it can give us responsibility, uh, but what you know, what's what's wrong with responsibility? I mean, we're here to uh, accomplish. We're here to um, create. We're here to um, you know climb mountains in a sense, whether they're mm -hmm. physical or or um, experiential uh, mountains so yes um saturn says you know, there's no free lunch there's no free ride um this is what we're here to learn what this is these are the lessons that we're here to learn and it it also represents things like um wisdom and experience and time and so you know what's i think wisdom and experience and time are wonderful things Sure. And, sure. Um, and, and so it can be quote unquote karma, um, as in uh, you reap what you sow. If, you know, if you are disciplined early in life, then then you are going, it is going to give you more opportunities. So it's how you, I often say it's how you use what you have taking, sure. um, well, taking like the bus advantage yeah. of that. And, yeah. and when you were talking about how you respond Mm -hmm. I think that's that's absolutely critical. It's it's not how you react as in, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get up early. 
I'm going to have to accomplish these things. It's it's rather than looking at it that way, it's saying I'm I'm embracing this opportunity to be productive, mm-hmm. you know, to um, you know, to, to work at my goals. I talk a lot about responsibility rather than responsibility. I mean, Fritz right. Pearls, Fritz Pearls said that it is the ability to respond. And that yeah. I love. And I think Happy, that's yeah. really what we are. Uh, invited to do we are encouraged to do and 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 you know made some agreements that we would take that on coming into this life to come in and and respond 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 to lots of different things and so um so yeah very very cool very very Mm -hmm. cool Talk about um, medical astrology. Talk to us about what that is and and somehow that works and maybe what got you interested in moving in that direction? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Probably within the first few months of studying astrology, I read a quote that was attributed to Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, who stated that any physician who has no knowledge of astrology has no right to call themselves a doctor. <laughs> and, wow. <clears throat> yeah. When I read that quote, I was just dumbfounded. And uh, I, again, at that stage of my understanding, it was, I mean, I was barely even in kindergarten. <laughs> and um, so, um, uh, so I, I really had no concept of the relevance of that quote, but it just stuck with me. And so I said to myself, okay, when I feel that I have a better grasp of the fundamentals of astrology, um, I'm going to go study um, the medical implications of of the chart. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what I did. And I want to say it was probably a good... mm, eight to 10 years, probably uh, from the time that I had started studying that I felt confident and curious, uh, confident enough in my understanding of the basics to, to understand the implications on a physical level. So medical astrology is basically understanding, um, well, well, all, all of these signs of the zodiac, you, you people may have seen a picture of the skeleton or a picture of the human body and, and the uh, corresponding signs of the Zodiac that relate to them. So all of the signs represent different uh, parts of the body. The planets represent different organs in the body. Um, The aspects represent different interactions, how the various planets interact with one another. And so it um, <clears throat> it basically gives us an understanding of of what is the uh, what what are the proclivities of your body? What are your body's needs? What are your best routines? What are the things that are going to improve your health? What are the things that are going to be possible vulnerabilities in your body that you may need to be aware of? And um, and then looking forward, just understanding well what is this cycle uh represent or what does it reflect in terms of your physical health and your physical body so the way that i um in the the way that i utilize medical astrology is primarily to um give give people insight into how best to um 
to understand their their body's makeup and what what their what are the best approaches um and, and what are the what are the needs of the body in terms of your particular chart and then i do a lot of timing of medical procedures um it's a large it's a large um area of my practice so if people want to know when to have surgery or any kind of a procedure there are in a sense rules um that we we understand in terms of what what are what is mo most conducive for the procedure to come out um as favorably as possible given the fact that we're here on earth and nothing is perfect and so we you know we choose the most ideal time uh so that is um that is part of what i see as as medical astrology and i i'm go very in depth i teach it um i give workshops on it and classes on it and um it's it's really fascinating so that's hmm. that's kind of it and again a nutshell <laughs> and you get you get intuitive hits on that too don't you i mean you're doing it and yes. all of a sudden you get a hit yeah yes i i think um i i think that a competent and a confident and a knowledgeable uh, astrologer just like maybe a therapist or even you know in, in any profession i i think mm -hmm. there is a modicum of um intuition that goes along with it it's not to say that the intuition trumps the facts mm -hmm. but but yes um for example going back to the first time that i i gave that consultation or that reading to that history professor I didn't, I didn't understand at the time that when I was veering off my notes, that that was my intuition. Mm -hmm. um, but as, as I became more uh, comfortable and more experienced, then I recognized that, that yes, there is intuition. There is this inner voice, um, outer voice, however you want to call it, that is also sort of helping us with, with guidance. And so I think it is Im important to blend the two together. Yeah, and I've I've known you to um, do some really uncanny things with it. I know one time you told me to drink chlorophyll, which really did make sense. And I I don't know that I drank it, but I started eating parsley, and um, I think pars eating parsley is wonderful. Um, but you you pointed out um, maybe a year and a half or two ago to watch out for my hips. Well, I didn't realize that um, one of my hips, well, I, I didn't realize I had arthritis in my hips and, um, and no cartilage. So um, I ended up having a hip replacement this past year. And, um, you know, I, I'm certainly aware that the other one is talking to me and we'll see what happens with it. But you pointed that out. Um, you also were the first one. I, I don't know. I might have had hunches about it, but you told me that you didn't think that I would have children, that um, it you thought it showed that it was going to be too much of a sacrifice for me. And, you know, you're really correct in that. I uh, have known that I, I'm here to mother, to nurture lots of other people. 
and and to help children sometimes in the tradition uh, in the transitional phases of life of um, moments and experiences and and I'm um, I've often thought I would make a great foster parent um, but that I wasn't supposed to necessarily have children and you told me to watch my sugar which oh boy is that a tough one um, <laughs> but I mean you. And, you know, you um, pointed out, um, of course, you know, my, my, uh, the six, the sixth house of service and of um, health and, um, you know, where my, my sun sign is. And so, yeah, you, you know, you, and you also told me you didn't think that I would get married. I kept, you know, at that time back in college, like, well, when is, when is, you know, Mr. Right going to come along and you're like, well, I don't know that it will be a Mr. specifically. I think there'll be different people in your life. And I don't see, you said I had no, um, I don't remember how you said it for the seventh house, no partner, no, I don't know. Um, and I know we talked about this just last week, but I, I think it's meant that I've been meant to have lots and lots of different experiences, but to leave myself open to uh, not necessarily the traditional way of, of uh, going about things. So, right, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. So very interesting. Um, so, so you're using that medical to help and you have given timing of surgeries. I've, I've asked you a few times about surgery timing and you have helped a lot with that. And um, yeah, I mean, I would think it would be really good to know when, uh, when might medical staff, when might everyone be at their best, when might the timing be most smooth for a procedure to be done? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. all these years later, and all these years of practicing, uh, what's, what's important now? in astrology? Uh, for me, the, the importance has always been to guide my clients uh, in such a manner that they are, I, I guess for lack of a better term, move, move, working in synchronicity with time or under, helping them understand the relevance of the time, relevance of their path, um, and how to make the best use of of, of our tools, <clears throat> um, help people understand the relevance of roadblocks or challenges. Um, uh, astrologers are are um, often say that the the chart is sort of a road map of your life. So if we have an understanding of what is it that we're here to accomplish? Um, I think it helps make more sense. So um, helping people to go with the grain as, as opposed to against the grain, I, I think that's probably the most important facet of my counseling work. <clears throat> and then um, I, I'm also so much of an advocate of, of the education of astrology and there are 
it, it, astrology is much more uh, readily, it's more readily acceptable or accepted now than it was maybe, I, I think it goes through ups and downs. There were periods in the 60s where it was very um, popular and very common. Um, but from an educational standpoint, I think it is important for people to understand what it really is. Um, when um, <clears throat> when I was younger and maybe in a social setting and people would say, um, would find out that I'm an astrologer, they would expect me to um, guess what their sun sign is. And oh, I absolutely refused to do that. Mm -hmm. And the reason I refused to do that was because, as I called it, it kind of reinforces the myth of sun sign astrology, meaning that it um, it it's, it's like um, pigeonholing and um, oh, if you know if you're a good astrologer you can you can predict that well um the the nature of what somebody projects may not necessarily have much to do with their sun sign it may have to do with any of the combinations of influences in their chart the the sign on the ascendant the moon position of the moon and um so <clears throat> um so I, I think understanding that it isn't just, you know, your horoscope. And and I when I look at modern um, media, it's inescapable to see um, on a on a website, you know, a news website. Well, these, you know, which are which signs are going to have a bad day today or or, mm. or their relationships going to be horrible and and it just it makes me crazy if i allow it to because that has absolutely nothing to do with what astrology really is if if you it's it's like um asking someone to describe a person and saying um well just describe what their pinky looks like and then assuming that based on what their pinky looks like this is who they are i mean that it's absolutely crazy and and it's crazy to think that any that that one twelfth of the population um, is going to have the same day or the same path. I mean, it's it's absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm. um, I, I use the analogy of um, there was an old Indian um, what would you call it a parable that says um, take three blind men and have them feel different parts of an elephant. One the one the trunk. One the the head, one the body, one or you know the tail. I realize that's more than four, yeah. but <laughs> the side <laughs> of the but, body, sure. Uh, yeah, but and and say, okay, <clears throat> just tell me what you tell me what you felt. You know, what is your experience of this animal? Well, your experience of the trunk is going to be a lot different from the torso sure. versus their their legs. And mm -hmm. so to say, well, this is what the elephant is. That that's nuts. Yeah. And so I think. From, from an educational standpoint, understanding that the, the chart is a complete picture. It's a whole. It's not just your sun sign. And to narrow it down to a sun sign is just so limiting and, and it completely misses the mark. So um, I I'm, I'm, would love to see astrology taught in, um, in modern education. Um, I don't know that we'll get there in this lifetime. There were... There were times where way back when, <clears throat> probably 1700s, 1800s, where astrologers were and 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 
were, uh, they were mathematicians, they were philosophers, they were doctors. Um, they, this was a, a facet of their overall education. And it was just the understanding that there's an integral part, just like Hippocrates said, if you don't understand astrology, how can you understand medicine? If you want, you know, astrology helps us to understand the natures and the flow and the, the ebb and flow of, of time and, and our life force. Oh, so, yeah. um, so, so I think that it's important to understand that and to understand that, again, we're not puppets on a string. It's not like, you know, gee, Mercury's retrograde and therefore we have to crawl into our shell for three weeks. I mean, that's, that's absolutely nuts. So, um, understanding how we make the to me it's it's again it's, it's what you do with what you got understanding what you have what are your resources um which are physical or internal resources and and then you know use use them to the best of our ability well so. it's kind of like you know it's 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 forecasted to rain today so bring an umbrella or a raincoat you know right, it's right. knowing the potential um i think we will see a time where astrology is taught again i hear nadia shah talking about kepler college and that they have astrology there and i think i think really um i can i always picture people in ancient times looking up at the sky looking up at the star and drawing certain understandings and getting certain advice from what they saw and to me that just makes sense to me it just it just makes sense and i i don't think there's anything weird about it or negative about it i just think it it yeah it's just makes perfect sense and it's respecting yeah. the whole cosmos right right and and um <clears throat> to that point back in those days um we were more um we weren't um, sheltered in our physical homes. And so we, we had more interaction with the, um, with the outside. We, there was, and, and astrology evolved from or emanated from observation, observing that when a planet is in a particular position, that, that certain events occur. Mm -hmm. And um, so these days, you know, we, we were not necessarily agrarian people and we can't see as clearly with a naked eye as we could back then just because of light and modern technology and whatnot. So, so there was a, a more natural, we were more naturally integrated into um, all of the elements of life, whereas <laughs> I think now we're more sheltered and um and uh, we we certainly have more tools for measuring with you know telescopes and whatnot but um so but but i think i think you know it doesn't mean that it's all lost and i think that we can understand that we can integrate ourselves into um into the, the understanding of, of what astrology represents um you know, farmers have used astrology for years. The, the Farmer's Almanac is all about the planets and the moon. And, um, you know, we don't poo-poo astrologer uh, farmers for, for doing that. You know, we just no, take it as, no, as um, you know, that's the way things are done. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. Um, anything coming up that's next for you? Any events or anything? 
Oh, wow. Um, yes, um, I will be in Tucson, Arizona in May um, to talk about um, medical astrology. I'm doing a, um, a, a lecture on surgery timing and then uh, a workshop on medical astrology. And then while I'm in that neck of the woods, I'll be going over to Glendale, Arizona. Um, Dave Campbell, who's the president of the American Federation of Astrologers, has a store called the Astrology Store. And so I'll be there um, also giving a talk on medical and uh, a workshop on medical astrology, and I'll be available for consultations there. Um, so that's kind of what's um, closer, you know, closer mm -hmm. um, coming up. I'm also giving um, uh, the second second offering of a medical astrology course. It's a six week course um, is being uh, sponsored by the uh, Metropolitan Atlanta Astrological Society. Uh, and so people can um, take that class. They don't have to be members of the society to do that, but it's an online class. So that's coming up in March. Um, the last, it gets the last Saturday in March that it starts and it's um. I welcome interaction um, and, but, but <clears throat> that particular course does require that people have some basic understanding of the components of the chart because it's, a, it's quite technical. And so if you don't know the relevance of Saturn or the moon or, you know, the function of cancer, then it's going to be a little bit difficult uh, to, to grasp, but um, that that's coming up. And um, I do talks uh, uh, to various groups around the country and the globe. Um, so I have a few of those coming up, one in North Texas next month. Um, this In March, I'm doing uh, a talk for a group called NCGR in Boston. NCGR is National Council for Geocosmic Research. Um, so that's a little bit of what's on my plate. <laughs> okay. And I know you do uh, individual readings. I, I gather you do a variety of different kinds, yes. whether it's the uh, natal or, or. Yes, yes, yes. I can, I do chart interpretation, which is just breaking down all the various components of the chart, understanding, you know, where all the planets were sitting, where you, when you were born and what is the implication Um and that's part of what I do. Um, I used to do a lot more interpretation. Um, nowadays, um, the majority of the work I do is timing, such as the medical astrology. I also do a lot of real estate timing. When mm -hmm. is the, a good time to put a property on the market for it to sell? Mm -hmm. um, so I do a lot of that. And then um, just guidance, um, giving people ideas of what is the, you know, what is the planetary weather coming up and how can you take advantage of the, you know, the ups and, and be aware of the potential pitfalls and, you know, um, when to, when to know to take that mm -hmm. umbrella with you or exactly. when to know when you're going to skin your knees, uh, or more, more likely to skin your knees. So that, yeah. you're, as we say, forewarned just forearmed. So, um, so yes, um, I do work also with uh, locations. Um, there's a, a technique called astrocartography, which gives us an idea of, of what planetary meridians are <laughs> impacting um, the earth and you and your in relationship to when you were born in your chart. 
Um, so if people want to get an idea of what's a better place for me to live or a better mm. place for me to go to school um, or what have you, then then the astrocartography mm. can lend some insight in, into that as well. Cool. Yeah, I don't remember how much if we talked about that, we may have sort of indirectly, but that's fascinating. I've heard of that. Yes, um, yes. And okay. And um, what is the best way for people to find out more and or get in touch with you? Oh, yes. Um, my website is planetaryperceptions.com or katherinesilverton.com. It's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N and then Silverton, silver like the color T-O-N as in Nancy. Um, so you can do that. You can Google me, um, email me, text me. Um, my email address is kls at planetaryperceptions.com. So, um, and if you want to learn astrology and get in touch with me, I can guide you in terms of classes that I teach or classes that are being offered through um, the Metropolitan Atlanta Astrological mm -hmm. Society or other other organizations. Okay, well, this is great. I surely, uh, I appreciate you being here today with us. And uh, I hope you get, I hope some people reach out to you from this. You never know. Well, thank Yes, absolutely. You never know. And I, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed talking about astrology. It's, you know, when, when we do what we love, we're, we're really blessed. So that is for sure. I, yeah. I definitely feel grateful that um, that I, that I stumbled into something that really I resonate with, as they say, you know, I, I can relate to it. It makes sense. And, and, and it's so rewarding to be able to help people, um, kind of get a better footing in, in their lives. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's really fun and not, it's not just fun. It's rewarding and it's, and it's endless. I mean, uh, I've been studying astrology for, 40 years and that's not made up. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, uh, and, and I feel as much as I have studied astrology, I sometimes feel like I'm just um, touching the tip of the iceberg because mm -hmm. there is so much to learn. Um, it's just, it's endless. So um, as in most professions, I think, yeah. you know, it's just appreciating the, the beauty of and the complexity of, of life. You know. Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. And you're certainly a credit to the field. Oh, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much.